into the contest. It's Monday the 6th of September. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. I'm Tim Gilbert. I'm joined by Shane Lee. How are you, Shane? And happy Father's Day for yesterday. Mate, likewise, Timmy. It was a, it was a lo- lovely day yesterday, mate. It was um, started with breakfast in bed by the kids and finished with... A big Lebanese feed, mate, from Tabush. I was, I was eating tabbouleh, baba kanoush, hummus, Ooh. some grilled meats, garlic sauces. Oh, my God. Beautiful. Oh, the nectar of the gods. That's what I grew up on. A bit of hushwa. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, one day when we're allowed to soon, we'll go to a Lebanese restaurant. Let me order. We'll get the stuffed marrows and everything. There's nothing yes. better than good Lebanese grub. Now, there's a huge amount of sport to talk about. We've got to pack it all in. The All Blacks, boy, this was tough to watch. The Wallabies yesterday, it was so hard to watch. A lot easier to watch was that thrilling victory by the Western Bulldogs. All the rugby league as Michael Maguire looks like his job's on the line. That that, that, and much, much more. Now, Shane, um, the All Blacks yesterday, I had so much hope about the Wallabies and playing in Perth. It was a, a good crowd. It was a beautiful sunny day. But the mistakes, the mistakes, the the unforced errors. Yeah, I predicted I was going to be a, uh, a bit of a darkener on um, Father's Day, mate, and I, was, and I was correct. Look, they were just littered with with poor decision-making. Um, look, I think Dave Rennie is the right guy for the job as coach. I think he is doing a good job with a, a pretty poor bunch of um, footballers, mate. Um, on a positive, it was great to watch a few of the, the All Black Stars. Yeah, Baden Barrett, the number 10 jersey, put on a masterclass. And, and I thought when his brother got sent off with that high kick to Kiribati's head, I thought... We were a chance of winning, but um, just too many mistakes. Look, I don't know about the talent. There, there seems like there's quite a lot of talent in that Australian team and squad. Is it something mental? What happens? You know, you've done it. You've played elite sport. What happens? There's a certain sense of lack of belief because every moment, you know, back end of the game, sure, we can score tries at will, but everything before that, it's like we, we want to try and sabotage ourselves. Well, unfortunately, mate, every rugby function I go to, we, we put the All Blacks on pedestal mate and it's going to be really really hard for anyone coming in to to possibly believe you can beat this team when we put them up in such rarefied air um yes they are a very very good football team unfortunately we've had to play them five times the last seven matches um and we've lost five Bledisloes now in less than a year mate so it would be very very tough for the guys within to believe and I think we need to turn around that whole mentality otherwise we're never going to beat them and we had an Australian referee who gave them all the penalties as well. I, yeah. I sent out a little note on Twitter with a joke and next to it just saying, can someone remind him that he's an Australian ref, please, at some point? <laughs> but yeah, boy, it was tough to watch. It's back on next week. We play South Africa. We're going to need to improve to beat the world champions, that's for sure. Now, the AFL, this was just superb, wasn't it? This was just sport at its purest when the Western Bulldogs got home. Oh, I felt for the Brisbane team. Uh, they were in tears, weren't they? Absolutely heartbroken, but it was an extraordinary... Extraordinary game of AFL. Well, the Brisbane Lions can hold their heads high. They had a fantastic season. Um, unfortunately, once again, knocked out first first round of the finals. Um, but a 79-78 to 78 victory uh, for the Western Bulldogs, who have been a fantastic team all season too. And it was Bailey Smith from the Bulldogs, um, 40 metres out with the left foot snap to, to break the deadlock. And then Zach Bailey from the Lions levelled the scores and it was only a rush behind by um, Vandermeer towards the end, gave the Bulldogs a victory. But... The big thing, mate, we're going to look towards here is as Marcus Bontempelli, his potential Brownlow medalist this year for the Bulldogs, 
He's under an injury cloud now with his knee, so we need to watch that space because without Bontempelli, I don't think the Bulldogs can go any further. Look, GWS, they didn't have Toby Green, but uh, even still, they just did never look like they were in that game. Geelong, a, a number of people were writing them off a few weeks ago about them being old and they can't do anything. Well, they, they were good. They look far from old. They definitely didn't, mate. Um, they, they were very, very clinical, uh, particularly in the midfield uh, with GWS missing Toby Green. Um, a big win there for Geelong, but they come up against Melbourne next next round, mate, and I think that might be the end of their season. I think we'll see the two top teams in Port Adelaide and Melbourne in the grand final in Perth, mate, which, as um, Corey McKernan mentioned the other day, for Melbourne fans who haven't seen a grand final for many, many years, um, may not be able to go to see them live. Yeah, Melbourne played Geelong Friday night, and of course Port Adelaide up against the Bulldogs in the second one. So Port Adelaide versus Melbourne. I am on the Melbourne uh, on the bandwagon. I hopped on as soon as the Swans mm. Swans got off. Now the rugby league. It looks like Michael Maguire. They filmed this whole series this year. You know the tales from Tiger Town, and he sweared his nut off. And look, I, I think his job's under enormous pressure. That loss to the Bulldogs <laughs> yesterday was. It was close to rubbish, wasn't it? It was terrible, mate. It was thirty-eight nil, and um, yeah, what a what a terrible year to to be filming this. Um, the wooden spoon, mate. He's not not a, not a great performance by the Tigers. He still has two years running on his contract, so um, it would be an expensive uh, cut to get rid of the, the coach there. But um, they just looked all over the shop, and the Bulldogs, as we know, this season have been a very poor team themselves. But they handed out an absolute flogging to the Tigers there. Yeah, we've got the four finals coming up, and no doubt we'll talk about them at the back end of the week. But the, the real talking point out of the weekend was Tommy Trevojevic, wasn't he? Just again, look, I, he's, I think he's going to scoop all the awards, even though he was missing in a lot of games. Uh, scored a hat-trick of tries in extraordinary circumstances. The guy's just elusive. He's a, he's so strong. He reads the play so well. Um, and it's going to be a great uh, semi-final coming up to, against the Storm. Um, I think Manly the only team that can really pull the storm apart, and um, and Trevojevic at his best, I don't think any team can stop him. Yeah, Tommy T, Tommy Turbo. We'll watch this space with interest. Now, cricket, Shane Warne. Now, Warney, of course, one of the greatest players of all time, arguably, uh, probably, you know, not too much argument, two of Australia's greatest ever bowler um, with all those wickets dominated for so long. Um, but his off-field story is just as theatrical, has many, has many highs and lows, and he's, he's taken off on social media. Well, one of the magazines has written a story about him being back with Liz Hurley, and, and, and Warney's just blown up. Yeah, they're not actually sure what, what article actually set him off, but um, look, everyone has their breaking point. Warney is as mentally strong as anyone I've ever met, um, and the stuff that he does put up with off the field, particularly in the UK, mate, we've seen what happened with Princess Di over there, and... And um, and they just follow him around. He said he can't even go anywhere. He does ask for a lot of this attention himself, but everyone has a breaking point. And I think now that his kids are getting a little bit older and they're getting dragged into it again, um, it's just really weighing on him. And um, I feel I feel for warning here. I hope he uh, hope he gets past this because um, whilst he is a bit of a showman, um, no one des- deserves having their private life really pulled apart like he does. He is a very good guy, isn't he? Like you and I both know him personally. Yeah. I, I really like him as well. It's a difficult space, though, isn't it? When you sort of, when you sort of, you, you sort of drift in this area and you live a certain lifestyle, you're going to attract. It's not just your ability on the field. Like Steve Waugh uh, doesn't attract this kind of attention. Uh, many others don't. It's it's the manner of who he is in so many ways. Yeah, and the reason why he probably has about forty different endorsements, Warney, um, because he does, uh, you know. 
put his personal life and um, public life out there on, on show, and he gets re- uh, rewarded for that. But um, I think everyone still has a breaking point, mate, and uh, it must be very tough, be very suffocating with that press in the UK. Oh yeah, I mean, lots of uh, lots of the media these days. You have to raise your eyebrows about the the you know the motives behind why people mm. write or why people report or broadcast stuff. But uh, let's have a, a little bit of a look at the tennis because Ash Barty, I, I thought uh, uh, this was a massive shock. I expected her to go deep into the U.S. Open. Yeah, the U.S. Open's been the one that she's um, she hasn't really cracked yet. Um, it happens to her. She played uh, Shelby Rogers from USA. Um, she lost the first set six two. Came back second set, smashed a six one, and then she was up five two um, in the uh, the tie break, um, and they just really got the yips. Um, lost the serve and and end up losing seven five um, in the tie break and losing seven six in the third set. So yeah, it's a shame for Ash Barty. She's but look, she's had a wonderful year, and um, and I'm sure she'll come back. She will be a U.S. Open champion um, in the near future, I believe. Yeah, Ash Barty. It, it, you- Whichever way you look at it, it's been an amazing year for her with Wimbledon and, and yep. the Olympic bronze medal, and she's won title after title. So you can't win everything. Uh, Dylan Alcott, uh, on the subject of winning gold medal at the Paralympic Games, he's such an impressive individual, isn't he? He just lifts your spirits to watch him. He's got so much ability. He he won Wimbledon. I, I remember watching that with my eldest son. It was, it was just so good to watch his personality, his character. And it was very emotional at the Paralympic Games in Tokyo because he said, I'm, I'm not coming back. This is, this is it for me. Yep. And talk about winning everything. This guy does do that. Um, he will go down not only as probably our greatest Paralympian, he'll go down as one of our greatest sportsmen. Um, no doubt about that. He's chasing... Um, uh, the Golden Grand Slam um, in tennis, it's only ever been done um, by Steffi Graf. No male has ever won the Golden Grand Slam, which is all four plus an Olympic gold medal. He's chasing that, and um, he will retire, I believe, with that in his hands. Good on you, Dylan Elcott. Do you reckon, do you reckon Steffi might bring that up when her and Andre Agassi are having an argument? <laughs> I reckon so. Oh, you, have you won a grand, Golden Grand Slam? I don't think you have, mate. Get back in your box. <laughs> <laughs> where's, your, where's, your, where's your Golden Grand Slam, Andre? Uh, now, Formula One, Michael Schumacher. This is a, this is a fascinating story as well. Uh, one of the former Ferrari bosses coming out saying that he's expecting him to make a recovery. Yep. It's been since 2013, Tim, um, that he had this skiing accident, mm. and uh, it's a long time. His wife's obviously a very, very strong person. They believe that Michael's a very, very strong person, and they, re- they believe he's going to make a recovery. There is a Netflix series coming out at the moment, so we'll see what that entails. But, um, you know, there's been commentary in the past that he's in a vegetative state, um, so I don't know how you can make a recovery from that. So time will mm. tell. I'd love to see him be okay, but I don't know, mate. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be some sort of comeback story, wouldn't it, if uh, if he gets back and, and we hear from Michael Schumacher. I'm sure we all would be hopeful that that would be the case, but um, it hasn't looked like it was heading in that direction for quite some time. Now, hmm. change of pace, nostalgia, heading back into history, you playing golf at the Capital Golf Course in Melbourne, which is a very elite golf club, a wonderful golf club, with Warney, Ricky Ponting, Aaron Baddeley, and Kerry Packer was there as well. Can you tell me more? Yeah, it was a wonderful experience. The Capital Golf Course is a private golf course for the high rollers. Um, there's only two members, Shane Warne and um, Sam Newman. Um, and we got to go along there. Warne actually picked me up in his Ferrari. We, we went down there, scared the shit of me on the way. But um, uh, Kerry Packer was a- <laughs> You wonder why he might get some Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Kerry Packer was alive at the stage. I was there and he said there's this young kid called Badley. If anyone beats him off the stick, it's $5,000. Ponting beat him off the stick. 
and Packer wrote a check for $5,000 at the end of the match. And um, the press found out, and apparently under the rule of golf, if you earn more than $1,800 in a year, you lose your amateur status. So Ricky, which meant Ricky couldn't play at any golf course because he's now a professional. Um, so he had to give the money back in inverted commas. He never gave it back. Packer said, keep it, just tell the press you gave it back to me. And um, yeah, Ricky Ponting, he's, I think he's off minus two now. Serious golfer. Oh, yeah, I've seen him play. We've done a story on him playing. He's got your sweet, mm. sweet swing and golf swing. What about yourself? How'd you go? Oh, mate, I, I struggled that day. Um, but Warney's a decent golfer too and obviously playing badly. But um, no, nah, I, was, I was way out of my depth there. But it was a it was a great experience. We actually were given a caddy each, mm. um, which makes a big difference. They tell you where to putt and, and what, what club to use. <laughs> I was always – he was always clubbing me down because I was always <laughs> trying to pull out the driver. <laughs> yeah, mate. Yeah, take the five on. I suppose the, I suppose the big right, question yeah. is: in the Ferrari, how did you set uh, get both sets of clubs in, or did did Warney have a, a custom made Ferrari trailer on the back? No, at the Capital, you show up that you get given clubs, clubs, oh, caddy, and everything, and shoes, and all that sort of stuff. So it's it's a really uh, it's a it's a high rollers experience, mate. Um, I only ever did it once. I'm not a big punter. <laughs> Tell you what, I'll be trying to get back to the trying to get to the capital with that sort of uh, with that kind of entree. Get your clubs. I can imagine what else you get in the clubhouse. All right, mate. Mm. Um, it sounds like quite a day, uh, and, and it's been quite a show. That's it for afternoon sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. Big thank you to our sponsors. Yeah, www.xblades.com.au. And our wonderful producer, Mr. Dan McHugh, will be back tomorrow with your daily dose of sport. We'll see you then, guys. Take care.